Hello, my name is Kerry Mussington. I am the founder and director of Mind Over Matter Project Suicide Prevention, also known as the MOMA Project. We have been supporting a lady for a few years now in what I can only say was a shambles within this, this within housing and amongst certain services. Um, despite working with services to resolve this lengthy process, um, it's been one of which we've nearly we nearly lost we nearly lost our client due to a third stroke and the third stroke was because she was completely distressed so I'm going to read the newspaper article out to you which says disabled Lewisham woman who has suffered three strokes pleads to be moved from an unsuitable home A woman with 10 severe health issues has been left in an unsuitable flat where she has suffered three strokes, despite 13 warnings from health bodies that that she should be rehoused. She had two upon me meeting her, and during the time I was with her and spent watching what I can only say was institutionalized racism that's what I felt which was going on with that level of safeguarding warnings and her life was in the balance on a few occasions and as a support worker as a somebody that gave a lifeline and has she has become my friend also um we've had to have some really impersonal conversations about her home and situation because it's been very deep uh, of one of which has left her feeling very rejected by society uh, playing a big impact on her mental health thinking that you know everybody's out to get her and um trying to stop her from her growth and prevent her from having uh, life from behind those four walls um watching her being housebound with the level of stairs that she had inside and out with sight problems um was painful and throughout housing i watched them take three homes from this lady uh put her in the mix of saying you yes we've got this one lined up for you then when it came to it they they gave her a property and they did this twice with stairs and the remit was to move her from the unsuitable property with stairs with a lower ground um situation where her home where is accessible with her walking frame um and wheelchair and the and the aids that they ha- she has and, and including her walking stick so um none of these things were taken in consideration so when we tried to put them all under one platform to say look at the overall complications and the long-term adverse effects to her disability including the further strokes so i'll go on to continue to read the rest of the article which then says um, it's common knowledge. I'm, I'm going to leave the name out, but you can find the article which I will put in there. Um, it goes on to say that... No, I'm going to use her voice. She wants me to use her voice. Uh, Miss Franks, age 43, um, is disabled and lives in a flat which has stairs and vermin problems and a leak in the ceiling that is dangerously close to an electronic smoke alarm, which has been disconnected alongside a ceiling light. That's because I spent my whole afternoon, Saturday afternoon, to the evening, trying to get emergency accommodation because water was coming in through the ceiling. Um, Bearing in mind the level of stairs, it would have took one slip where this bucket was placed because the vision is that uh, the vision is a 
is, is an issue as well. One slip, this woman could have fell down the stairs and lost her life. She has a severe disability um, and uh, chronic pain. The depression that she was in was heartbreaking and I had to sit and witness that. But I'll continue with the rest of it. I'm breaking down the article. Okay. As a registered blind woman, Mrs. Franks is unable to address the root cause of the problems alone, alone, and says she's been trying to leave the property since 2017. This is a very true reflection of not being able to have any support. She didn't have any support and the support that she had before our services came along was short to the point, let's write a letter, but they didn't follow it through, leaving her to be lost in the mist and left in that situation for a further two years. Um, I said, as we come along, um, I've spent two years with this lady. Okay, so we go on to say she also suffers from a number of additional illnesses and disabilities, including fibromyalgia, which which is a condition that causes pain all over the body. It's very painful, leaves us very tired. It's a little very similar. Um, we've said it's very similar to ME. Um, I think it's Emmy. I think it's Emmy. I'm sure. Uh, I was told it might be relatable like that. I'm not quite sure, but we'll stick with fibromyalgia, which is chronic fatigue and chronic pain all over the body, etc. Please do look that up. I will pop a link here too. So, not on top of that, she has really bad knees, and they give way, and she loses balance because she contracted viral meningitis at one point. Also, having um, having strokes on top slurred her speech, and having to start to talk again um, and try to get some kind of normality back from losing the ability which gave her a disability because of the strokes and the meningitis, viral meningitis, that is. So I put a link up there about viral meningitis also. Okay, so then it goes on to say she and um, the council have received 13 safeguarding warnings from different health bodies, including blind aid, Stroke Association, did I say that right? Stroke Association and the council and the Greenwich NHS Trust and her support worker charity, which is a not-for-profit, Mind Over Matter Suicide Prevention. Now, it is me that took the lead in this, agreeing and collaboration with Blind Aid and Stroke Association, and eventually in time, bringing in the council into this situation. Because when it was so severe where the lady didn't want to be here anymore, she didn't want to live anymore, was because of the underlying issues of this housing situation. So we were in agreement with uh, a lot of sectors to um, implement change for this lady to give us some quality of life because it was affecting her mentally and physically and unable to get out of the house and during the summer times it was awful I was having to having to do more um, conversations and more reassurances and giving a lot more support during the summer months because she was looking out on the outside world and thinking this is not fair why have I got to be imprisoned in this house unable to get out so these are the kind of thoughts that she was having so um and it wasn't it wasn't fair at all and having to say look you know it will get sorted out it's just an emotion it will get sorted out it will be resolved and I'm having to put my faith her to put her faith in me that I'm going to handle her paperwork and talk to and liaise with the council and all of these associations which I did this is part of the healing process become the advocate become their voice so they can regain recovery and never lose sight of 
interaction and getting them involved in their own decision making and always including them in the uh, emails and conversations with their care because just because they have a disability doesn't mean they have don't have the ability to have a conversation and make decisions and choices for themselves so we go back to the article and it goes further on to say Mrs. Frank, safeguarding officer, which is me, suicide prevention safeguarding officer, Carrie-Anne Mussington, said that uh, the council uh, gave their own safeguarding warnings, which is a very true account. Again, I liaised with the safeguarding officer in 2018, yet the safeguarding officer never stayed by our side or continue to liaise with us throughout so I find those red flags and in fact we found ourselves chasing and unchasing and chasing and it was the majority of the work under safeguarding was down to myself and as responsible safeguarding officers in all departments we have a respectful duty of care to make sure the quality of life is not harmed and in this case you would see the level of people named in this article who stood by my client. And that goes on to say, um, you know, like I said, the Blind Aid Stroke Association and all of these people stood by my client. I'm not saying that the housing didn't help. I'm saying the housing shuffles paperwork around so much it gets lost and we're having to regurgitate and regurgitate. Now, I know from a woman that suffered from mental health and, and had my own housing ordeals um, at one stage, having to take on the council when you're ill is it's just very difficult to do alone. And it will make you or it will break you. But it certainly does whittle down your self-esteem. It certainly does... Uh, throw a lot of rejection and and pleading for people to believe in you in your condition and in your situation it's almost like you're begging for a roof over your head but that roof that you're asking for is just please let it be suitable so I can walk out my door because in this situation I felt like this lady was living in a prison cell and it it was really unkind and unfair to have to drop keys out of a window being partially sighted to workmen if they had to come in, etc. So we had to take care of those things as well. Actually, you know, um, you know, and that was degrading because we were letting in strangers. Well, I wasn't. The, the, the council suggested this, that to let in, drop the key out of the window. So we ended up letting in strangers. But all the time that she was there having people in her home, I never, ever, ever left her side. And I was always taking names of who was in that house because I was very um, respectful to understand that I didn't need her taken advantage of. Um, so... In the end, we ended up getting key safe fitted, etc., because it wasn't ethical chucking keys out of the window and having uh, sight problems and then letting people come in with that level of stairs at total strangers. So we ended up getting the fire department and everything in also because the uh, she was susceptible for a fire and she has... Uh, less of a risk of escaping than anybody else because of her disability and vulnerability and the sight problems. So all of this became really dangerous. Um, So it goes on to then further say the flat in Broccoli is owned by uh, Lewisham Holmes and Mrs Franks alongside her carer has repeatedly told her landlord that she needs to live in a property that suits her needs we all agreed every sector agreed on this um but it's just a shame it took so long and that third stroke i believe probably could have been prevented um we did all we could to prevent that stroke and her being stressed out. And it just got... The reason why she got that third stroke, uh, I believe part of, not 
part of a reason is because she was completely stressed out with the uh, fire alarms, which I have um, videos of going off, water dripping through, fire of the next door neighbour. So she thought she was going to get burnt alive. So, you know, and then she thought with with the water dripping in the house, not only of the trips, she actually thought that it's so close to the electrical that perhaps the house would catch on fire. And I spent all day rallying around with people that are working in housing and social services and that in that incident, uh, which was an emergency incident. And I understand that people that are in positions, they're just the same as me. They're just exactly the same as me. We're doing our best for individuals that have issues and um, we don't always have the answers, but we have to network to get the answers to find the solution. So I am in agreement that we did work as, as some of us worked as best as we could. And I do believe some of us could have worked a lot better and stayed in touch. Um, it then goes on to say... Uh, Miss Franks believes the length of time that it has taken to find a new accommodation and the conditions in which she lives in in her current home are the cause of her third stroke. I would concur with that, given the level of evidence that we have. Um, I believe that that it was just a matter of too many cooks and the cookies, but nobody adhering apart from those few that I've mentioned in here to the safeguarding legislation and I believe those that stood by this lady um, adhered to the safeguarding legislation so that is our research and we could see the failings of who didn't stay grounded with this safeguarding referrals so that was blatantly obvious. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's where it starts and where it ends up in the uh, entirety of it. So all of these companies have a duty of... She goes on to say that... Um, sorry. They've all... For, t- for over two years, I've been wanting to move to a suitable property, said Sadia. Lewisham's homes are not listening to any of my concerns. They have been told about me and my support worker, Kerry Mussington, as well as the Stroke Association, Blind Aid, the Mayor, the Doctors, Ambulance and the Police. All of these companies have got a duty of care towards me and 13 safeguard or referrals. They are not being heard. I again concur with this, being as I took the lead in it. Um, on February the 6th, 2020... I had another mini stroke. I am currently resting at home. I got a letter yesterday saying I need to go for a scan of my arteries in my neck. So basically, is there any checking for blood clots um, in relation to that stroke to make sure that it doesn't have any more further damage, etc. Um, so, you know, that was very frightening for her support network and for me to witness as well and I, and I was just like oh please please let let her just have some happiness before she's taken off this world with the level of strokes she's on borrowed time um so she's wanting to appreciate time stress-free where she can have a longer life span um to avoid the stress so it goes on to say when I had the CT scan last week I think they might have found something so that's why I need to go to the hospital so basically she's a further worry and needed to eliminate that further worry uh, with her health problems so she's saying I how many health issues am I going to have to get before moving this is so stressful for me to deal with we all know that when you are suffering from depression and you've got more complications and more added stress we all know that stress can bring on more health conditions as in this case it did she then goes on to further say i am unable to call someone who does not know me and i get anxious what she's saying is 
She doesn't like strangers that don't know her because she's having to repeat the whole situation over and over again, all about her housing, how many people are involved, how many sexes are involved, and it's a lot to deal with when you are struggling with communication problems, which she does when um, she is uh, anxious and um, has anxiety and panic attacks. She struggles to get her voice and she has a speech impediment also on top of this so you know i i'd give credit to this lady who raising awareness uh with us with over all of her illnesses as well so we're able to give the tips and solutions and and uh get you to recognize that there's more to mental health than just the word um mrs mrs frank says i do not want another stroke because a fourth one can be fatal and rightly so Mrs. Frank said that she's attempted to apply for new housing through Lewisham Homes, but it has only offered her properties with stairs, which again, you see, is a kick in the teeth and it makes a mockery of the aim of getting her housed. From stairs to a suitable property without stairs. That was the aim. When you look at her paperwork, at the council paperwork, it says needs to move, health is deteriorating because of unsuitable accommodation that has stairs and it has a recommendation and that recommendation was done in 2018 when I got back involved but they just didn't shift anything you know so that was like January they had to go back in again when something else happened to reinstate these things but getting to the brunt of the people behind these paperwork is very difficult you are run around like a headless chicken um, a spokesman for Lewisham Homes said, We have been actively looking for a suitable property for Mrs. Franks and are working closely with Lewisham Council's occupational therapy team to assess any properties before we directly match Mrs. Franks. We have recently identified a property that may be suitable and will arrange a viewing for Mrs. Franks as soon as possible. We recognise the impact mrs frank's housing situation is having on her and we would like to assure her that we are doing everything we can to find her a more suitable accommodation the impact was terrible causing another stroke causing depression causing uh two hospital, one hospital in state, another one where to check out about that stroke. Uh, so there there was several hospital visits throughout this um, and several hospital ambulance call outs. We had written to the mayor, the whole lot. The, we did everything, the MP, we did everything possible to get those safeguarding referrals noticeable because we knew our client was on borrow time with the sheer level of stress oh gosh did that go into chronic depression and it's horrible because we're having to master anxiety and these breathing and panic attacks and what we're saying if we don't get hold of this mental health and this depression it will cause this stroke so having to make sure that we muster the two was quite tricky but in the end you know i think it, you know the all the alarms going off and the electricity problems within that flat at that time caused the onset of a third stroke it was very stressful and i had to witness to that um as well as the other services to witness to that but i'm glad in the end that we all come together to those services that stood beside with conviction um who acted within the law uh the quality act and the uh, housing act and also the rights of people within our companies what their rights are under the equality act so what are the rights for people with uh, vision what are the rights for people with who have had a stroke what are the rights for people that have, are um suffering with mental health those are the things that we look at what are the rights for people that have long-term disability with adverse effects what is that and we kept pointing these out because again you're talking about brain injury also so all of these things should have been taken into account and it was a very slow process within um within these uh within that uh, 
Holmes, Lewisham Holmes, not the council, Lewisham Holmes, which is a sidekick of, really, those. Um, so, yeah, getting that voice heard, her voice heard, was very difficult. It had five meetings um, uh, in, the, in her home, panel meetings, one some done by phone also, uh, but it, we never actually got to where we wanted to go, which was to get to a panel, a management panel meeting within housing. That never took place despite the Stroke Association asking Blind Aid, uh, Mind Over Matter Project Suicide Prevention and um, Social Services, the MP. That just didn't happen. We all asked for it because it's supposed to be multi-agency panel discussion of what is right and what we deem as an issue for our clients as her health was on the line so it, it i found that as a bit of a discrepancy and a red flag um so knowing their rights is to decipher and get to the bottom of it in the end you know you, you know they go on today as from the 27th and i said to you it started two years ago um and it's it's a long time 2017 excuse me 2017 um when she first got helped with it but then they disappeared and then i came into the equation so um i continued to stick with her through conviction with conviction throughout the ordeal solely based on my own ordeal before I met this lady and that was again a safeguarding element of it within my own life and again um, being bypassed on the houses for unsuitable properties given shown shown or and then taken back Uh, so there's no need for any of this indirect stuff it's if I can do my job correctly and keep everything under one banner to make sure we see it through and that I am liaising with the appropriate people but most of all liaising with my client and my also my members so therefore what's the difference you'll say what's the difference between client and advocate I mean client and member okay so when I'm having to do work and deal with the council because there's a suicide risk I am having to liaise with everybody as multi-agency and coming together in the best interest of my client what is the difference between a member a member is going out on the support and extra outreach to give uh, a support network in the Mind Over Matter members club that are like-minded that have um, uh, have had some kind of uh, heartache in the past causing them to not really have a good network of friends or anybody to rely on so we provide a support network as well as advocacy service now during this at the end of the day if just say for instance there's any kind of crime or anything to do with it we have that side also so there's a department for every issue that occurs and every problem that occurs throughout someone's journey there is a need for the right service and just so happens under mind over matter we cater for majority of a lot of issues uh, grief, from grief to domestic violence, from any crime um, to housing. There isn't much we don't do. And I solely base this this uh, company, not-for-profit company, because I did never want to make money off of people's lives. I wanted to make it a not-profit so people could donate into it so it could provide the support and the level of sport can be seen for what we do. Um, so I made it into a not-for-profit company, but the, the reason why I did it in, for a not-for-profit uh, charitable cause is because I know what it felt like when I nearly wanted to end my life over these kind of housing issues. 
I know that not everybody sings on the same page when it comes to housing, so or when it comes to mental health or any of these services. So it was my remit to build this on the failings of the system to make sure that they listen and that they do work. And I am here because when I do work with these agencies, the first thing I ask, have you ever had a lived experience? And some of them will say no. So we get onto a good level of talking and communication because they become my colleagues, don't they, that I have to communicate with. So in actual fact that we're all following the guidelines, okay? So and just some people just take work very slow and things get lost in the mist. This is the mistakes that, that are made. But I'm, I found that... Um, you know, after telling them, they're saying, look, you know, my client is not mental, but the problem, the situation here is causing her mental instability because it's that painful. And I told them also, I am tired. I am tired because that same journey that this Miss Franks was on was the same journey and the same path I was on to resolve the issues and the quicker I could resolve the issues the quicker I could have a little bit of my life back but actually through this I take this as a positive because in the end it's a learning curve and it makes me work harder with agencies to make sure that they get it right and that they make sure that the paperwork has gone to the right department and that all the information is needed is correct information word for word the right information so there's no misunderstanding of disabilities and um the reasons behind uh the the need to move or the reasons beyond somebody's uh, instability um what they what the under the what the underlying issues of that depression is that's causing someone not wanting to be here any longer so for me um as from today's date the 27th of may 2020 it is two years um couple of months where (laughs) I have seen the growth in this woman and she is one incredible, inspiring lady and one of which sets the precedence to, yes, don't let mental health beat you. You can get your situation resolved with the right support, the right help and the right communication and understanding, most importantly, critical understanding of those underlying issues i have learned different kind of health through this journey because in order to understand the pain and the level of pain that she goes through or what her illnesses a disability should i say affect i needed to learn and what to know about what does the fiber gel mal what does fibromyalgia do because a lot of companies they see words but they don't know what the diagnosis is so or what it means for them, or how it affects them emotionally and mentally. No, so I had to learn what fibromyalgia um, consists of, and the level of pain, etc. So I had to research all of that. I'm not going to tell you because the same way I had to learn. If you want to know, go and use a search engine to find out I am an educational and I like people to learn and educate themselves so I can't hand everything on a plate to people what I do know is through my own ordeal and watching Mrs Frank's ordeal and also other people that um and I have to be honest so far of a different ethnicity um struggle twice as hard to have their voice heard and I do believe this paper shoveling needs more understanding and somebody like myself to oversee these disabilities because people don't understand. And I had it myself when I was being assessed on a panel meeting because I was um, going through my own housing or issues. I was being assessed well, the person assessing me had no experience, no qualifications in mental ill health, not relatable to suicide related behaviour or self harm. 
Now I identify with all of it and I can tell you that life hangs in the balance when you reach that peak of no one is listening. So here at Mind Over The Matter, (laughs) Mind Over The Matter, I put my mind over the matter and I came together with my client and she became a member of the Mom Project who uh, declared to raise awareness, not have any secrets and be transparent about the situation, not to cause detriment or harm on any services. That is not the aim. That is simply that if you are working with these companies is to pay attention and understand the disability. Please do not read solely off a piece of paper and think that you get it because When you sit back as an agency or service provider, you see that pain, that discomfort, them tears, their chronic, where I can't fight on anymore. You hear it and all you want to do is, please don't die on my watch. Because then I would have felt guilty that I would have failed this person for not getting her voice over when she didn't have the ability to be heard through her speech impediment, to be seen through her visual blindness and to have to be listened with all your heart to recognise that her heart needed protecting against those strokes. So for me, at the end of the day, I guess I became the brain because that's what mind over matter is, racking your brain, how to resolve a situation that is causing harm and discomfort. So I put my mind to the matter to free my client from that pain, that discomfort, and what I can only say was discrimination. But in the end, certain people were willing to understand the level and the danger levels of what it could have cost her. Her life. We are here, and I end this segment with factual evidence, documented, well and truly documented, um, has made uh, the London news online paper um it made that and again you know it's fabulous so i'm going to let you listen to miss frank's favorite song and it represents our company um we are charitable cause and if you could do anything to help save a life and if you hear this post, is to share it onto somebody else's platform to give them hope that someone will come along, they will help, and they will be a voice for you. Um, all we ever ask is honesty and transparency. We only deal with factual evidence. We only deal with the same paperwork that the council deal with. But it's just like I said, sometimes people become paperwork and paper paperwork becomes lost so therefore you're just a number or an email so um thank you for listening i'm going to play you our favorite group song if you would like to donate to the cause suicide prevention mind over matter project it is again not for profit um that means everything we do stays within the company and we give back to these people so we can help them to a life of abundance recover, regain and rediscover because we know speaking out saves lives and support saves more and if she did not speak out and accept the helping hand to help her through all of these trials and tribulations I believe it is my professional opinion my professional opinion and by one of my own lived experience, which I'm here to tell the tale, that this lady would no longer be alive if it was not for the Mind Over Matter Project Suicide Prevention. Because the mental health services run by the NHS, and I understand the waiting list all too well as an ex-service user myself, was a six months delay 
Can you imagine being six months without any support? She surely would have perished. So I am so glad we met this lady and saw the courage in this lady and the strength. And by this time next week, and I would do another podcast to just uh, uh, just to further elaborate on the enjoyment of that moment of her receiving her keys. She has first refusal, therefore she has pretty much then, if she says she wants it, she has it. If not, she has to wait for another offer, which could take further months, maybe months, but if the council deem it's a suitable property and it covers all the aspects of disability, the vision, the sight, um, sorry, the vision and the uh, disability with, with walking aids, if they see and deem it's a suitable property and it covers all of those, it actually states it in the contract and tenancy, then there's no reason why this lady should not accept the property. So, um, I think this is coming to a close now and it's a beautiful, beautiful story because in the fact that, yes, it was miserable, the doom and gloom, but the beautiful thing that developed was relationships, was understanding of how the uh, system works, but also understanding of what help was available for other issues and also understanding that you can put your trust into somebody um, if you're willing to be open and honest but and it is recognizing that honesty amongst your clients and amongst um, the people delivering a service trust is everything because you, you you actually got their life in your hands you really do and basically you have your reputation at stake I had my reputation at stake And there was a time where I had to make a choice whether I should go to the media because I tried the MPs, I had tried the Mayor of London, I had tried everything, who all in turn kept battering back and writing to the council, but the council just was not listening. Or should I say, uh, Lewisham Holmes wasn't just listening to the urgency of this situation. So we did everything, including the Omnisman, who wouldn't look at the medical aspect of it, which I believe should have done um however uh, it is what it is we could have returned back and well we were on a promise that things would be sorted out and resolved and we did we did find the right people within the right departments with housing and social services and, and occupational therapists and all for my services and the rest of them we did find an equal balance and we worked together to liaise and i did i will say Thank you, Lewisham Holmes. Thank you. Despite everything, people do their best in a work capacity. Still, at some point, they started off right to safeguard completely right and liaise with us all together. And um, then I just think things just got a little bit lost. But we're back on track now. Uh, Thank you for Blind Aid, who really did multi-agency brilliantly. Stroke Association did too. The GPs did. And so did the police services. So I am so grateful. And also other services I'm not at liberty to sort of put out here because of uh, something I'm not prepared to say. But the, the, the other services that worked alongside with us, those people that I dealt with, oh, wonderful people. A credit to the organisations they represent. And everybody in these organisations has somebody that represents and shines and is very caring. So I want to say thank you to everybody that worked to resolve this, including the London News uh, Lewisham News paper article who understood, looked at evidence for themselves before they process. Because you've got to remember, slander and liable, we're not allowed to do any of that. So you've got to understand that they were looking at evidence before they actually did a press release. So they looked at the council's own evidence. So, and that's so I did too. So, um, thank you to Mrs. Franks for being such a courageous, inspirational woman who has gone on to make new friends and um, 
Not only has she gone on to make new friends, she is a credit to a support network and showing them the way of leadership. She is just one fabulous woman that I am proud to call my friend. It's the thing, when you put trust in someone, you become very intimate with them because of their circumstance. They're trusting you. They're laying it all on the line. They're being open and honest about their feelings. So it's only fair for me to be treating them as a human and not as a paper, a paper shuffling person. So thank you for listening. I'm going to play you out with our group's favourite song, which is... Um, called Stand By Me and Mandy Fisher who is a celebrity singer and has been on um, oh she has been on Stars In Your Eyes when she was a child and she's been on several celebrity platforms and uh, stole the show and some of the things and All Together Now was one of the um, celebrity shows that she was on and she had her her voice is just absolutely remarkable so I am going to leave you with this before I zoom out on my thank podcast so thank you for listening and please do share the awareness because you just don't know this could be your own family in this situation and I think it's only fair that we work in unity in the community to raise awareness and perhaps somebody in in these positions because we all have to go to work we'll just be kind and understand the situation i am kerry Mussenting. this is mind over matter in my capacity sporting my shirt t-shirts that say mind over matter fact our members they have t-shirts that say that we are survivors of suicide we are raising awareness that mental health is not just a word there are people that will stand by you and understand so here you go
so that's the thing um you know uh we stood by her for that level of time 24 hours seven days a week we stood by her the amount of agencies it takes just for one individual Please visit www.momproject.co.uk to donate to the cause. Every level of work and everything we do is transparent and on show because we are dedicated and this is part of our pledge to raising awareness. We give back. So you learn from these mistakes. We give back. So you learn how to prevent pain and suffering. We give back because we understand that problems are only temporarily and the emotions, they don't last forever. But together we can come to a community. Take your hand. go forward to helping you out of your current situations that are causing detriment, pain and discomfort. And it's not very nice to, to let children see the discomfort of their own parents suffering. And that is what her children had to witness their parents her suffering. So thank the universe for lining up this incredible lady and the people that surround her are incredible. We are the Mom Project. <laughs> we certainly, certainly prevented suicide. Thank you for your support. Please support us. Mind Over Matter Project, Suicide Prevention.